this week on the NFL edition of Lighting Money on Fire. It's a Super Bowl prop bet extravaganza. We're going to talk about our favorite prop bets from the Super Bowl coming up right about now. Of course, we're also going to break down the game a little bit more, going to get deeper into it, make our picks for the game as well. It's all coming up right now on Lighting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I can't wait for this to be over. This whole Patriots Patriots! Thing. I don't know if I mentioned this. This is a cool stat. This is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl. You've never mentioned anything <laughs> even close to that before. Do you know he's been to more Super Bowls than something like three quarters of the NFL franchises? Something crazy like that. Maybe even more than that. Maybe all but two. It's an amazing thing. It's really good to be a Patriots fan. In fact, I think he's been to more Super Bowls than every franchise. <laughs> uh, it's pretty great. I highly recommend it, everyone. Come join the team. This is not a good time to become a Patriots fan. Why? You're just catching the tail end, and it's going to be the garbage. You win like two or three more titles. You get two to or three. <laughs> wow. You get out. Somebody's optimistic. What are you talking about? We've two been to Super Bowl three years in a row over here. You think you're going to win two or three more titles? I mean, I don't know how long Brady's As long as Brady's around, I think we're probably going to win the title. Don't you? What happened last <laughs> year? We almost won the title. Was Brady around? Did we? Oh, we have to win every year now? You said you thought we were going to win. If <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really believe we're going to win two or three more titles. Um, I guess it's possible. Two is possible if you include this one and next year. But that seems to be the only way they win multiple titles under Brady the rest of the way. Um, yeah. And even that feels like a stretch. Yeah. Brady was not as good this year as he was last year. Although he has looked quite good in the playoffs, I will say. Yeah, he has. Quite good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it feels like this is the end. Like Gronk is... Not the player he was, clearly, so on and so forth. But, you know, we've been saying about the Patriots for a very, very long time. As we've mentioned many times, you were standing right next to me in 2014 in a bar when I said, all right, bench Brady, but let's go with Garoppolo. I'm ready to move on. It was the Chiefs game where they got blown out in Arrowhead on Monday night. And uh, they won the Super Bowl that year, and they've been to a whole bunch more. And, you know, been to three more since beyond the one they won that year. So, hey. It's great to be a Pats fan. I, uh, everyone should do it. Everyone should get to live like this. <laughs> uh, I'd rather live in my cynical world of pain and torture. You better hope the Rams win is all I'm going to say. Because imagine next week if I'm like this this week. Oh, man. Actually, either way, either it's going to be... If the Rams one win, of us is going to be very sad If the Rams week. win, we're canceling this podcast. <laughs> but if the, if the Pats... If the, no, if the Rams win, we're canceling oh, no, the podcast. No, if the Pats win, excuse yeah. me. The Rams win, you definitely want to do it because I'm going to be probably probably a little sad, but not too bad, actually. No, what you always do is you always rationalize yeah. and you do it like you do it. You lie to yourself so well that nobody can get to you when you have a bad sports result. And it's really upsetting because everybody just wants to see the pain. Yeah, it's and hard to see the pain because what happened is this. In 2011, no, it was 2007, gosh. Uh, the, in the 2008 Super Bowl, for the 2007 season when the Pats were going for the perfect season. I was hurt so badly <laughs> that I've never let anything, I've never let sports get that close again. So I can't ever be hurt like that again, no matter what. So I'm, and also at this point, it all feels like house money, like borrowed money. Like how could the Pats be in the Super Bowl again? This is insane. Well, when you are know? you going to be ready to be hurt again? Um, I mean, it, I, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt a little bit when they lose, but like, like I wasn't thrilled when Atlanta was up 28 to three in the third quarter, but I was just like, okay, well, 
I guess they're just better. And, uh, you know, like, I can't believe we made it again. See, you know, this like, is a perfect example of how this works. Yeah. You erase from your memory the bad parts. You just went to the one that they won. Last year, they lost to the Eagles. You just yeah, but won. I wasn't upset about that, remember? I was yeah. like, that was an incredible game. Yeah. And, you know, okay. That's like, really they were annoying. really good. The that's, Eagles deserve to be the world that's champs. That's really annoying. You should be in pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't feel very much pain at all from that one. The ones, I, the Giants ones were the ones I felt the most pain for, both of them, because both of them felt like the Pats really, quote, should think, have won, unquote. I think there's a possibility here yeah. for, for everybody else in the world uh, to make them happy. It's possible that, that you only have this ability with the Patriots because you've been so coded in success with them mm. that you feel like kind of impenetrable, like everything's going to be fine no matter what the legacy is. is right. It's there. secure. It's secure. But if the Celtics make it to the finals unexpectedly this year and go to a game seven and lose game seven to the Warriors, I think you'll feel it. I think it'll hurt. It'll hurt a little bit, but it'll only hurt if it's something like they're they're tied with one second left and Kyrie misses two free throws to, to win the game and then they lose, you know, something, something like where it was right there. Because I know the Warriors are better. Like, I'm not, like, if, if the Celtics win to me, yeah, it'll we'll be an see. insane upset. We'll see, buddy. This is one <laughs> we can record and Here, look at later. Here's the thing. I'm like the Teflon Don over here when it comes to sports at this point. My sports teams that I've rooted for in my life have done so far beyond expectation, not just the Patriots. The Celtics have been better than one would expect. I've seen multiple Celtics championships in my lifetime as a Celtics fan. I expect to see more. That's pretty sweet, right? Um... I was a fan of the UConn men's basketball team who were nothing. They were the worst team in the Big East. And I was a kid when I was like 16 or 17 when they went to the, they went to the grade eight, the elite eight. And then suddenly they, were, they won four titles in 20 years, which is more, I think, than anyone else won out of nowhere. That same time is when the UConn women's basketball team became the best team anyone's ever heard of in any sport ever. These are all the teams I rooted for. I mean, you weren't really up. watching college women's basketball. No, no, I wasn't. But like, as soon as they got good, we were like, hey. And then we watched that just a little bit in just, just the finals. It wasn't the same thing. You're right. Um, but really, I mean, my, the teams that I've rooted for in my life have done way too well. So I actually feel like I'm due for lots of, you know, horrible play and losses for the that sucks. For, I, 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 decades of losses really can't make up for this unbelievable run. That sucks that you're immune to that because Sorry. The, the reason that everybody wants you to feel the pain is because <laughs> of your, your gleeful attitude, yeah. but also because everybody else who's not a Boston area sports fan. Well, there are some other cities who probably have done similarly well overall franchise wise, although Boston is probably number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they want you to feel the pain that they right. feel. I know. Every year. I know. Like what, thing, do, what do Cleveland people, before LeBron came and uh, saved Cleveland, what, what did Cleveland people think of Boston people for so many years? Like, fuck you, Boston. Look at where I live, and this is my fucking teams? Yeah. They never do anything. Yeah. LeBron left. He went to Miami. I mean, this is true basically for the middle of the country in general. Like, there's very few, like, long-term winning franchises. Well, you could say there, the right? Bulls in the 90s were pretty good. Oh, no, they were. They were. Um, that's absolutely true. But like a lot, for whatever reason, a lot of the middle of the country doesn't seem to do as well for sustained times. And I think in some sports, that's more, makes more sense. Um, baseball, and I'm not a baseball fan at all, but baseball, because it's all about big market versus small market. So all the teams that have money are usually on the coasts. Um, football is not like that. No, but Green, turned, Green, Bay, but it, Green Bay's had some success. They've had, but also they've only gone, gone to one Super Bowl, right? Well, with Favre, they had success too. Okay, that's true. You know what? That's true. Um, they've had a reasonable amount of success for a long time. Pittsburgh actually has also had a long run of success. People might consider that a coastal city if they're not from the East Coast. But it's not. It's, it's not. definitely not a coastal city. So that's actually, those are two good examples. Um, but basketball is a similar thing where like the players, and we're actually going to talk about this this week in our basketball podcast, um, 
the best players really almost never well, they want to go to like the the big winning teams that or the big the big market cities often those are the same because they all want to go there like the Lakers were horrible LeBron's like I want to go to the Lakers just because now he's there and he might bring a whole bunch of other guys with him like Kawhi may end up there Anthony Davis may end up there um, it's really I mean I think it's unfair and I don't like the way the rules are and I think it screws over all these teams but that's that's a that's another discussion for another time. Right. Football actually has the the most parity. Absolutely. No, football's as, fair. Yeah. Football's the only thing where it's fair and it's great. Um, but still, even with that, even with all the rules set up so that way you can't really have this long run of dominance, the Pats have done it. And it's a beautiful thing. And you're right. I'm, you, I don't know if it's possible to hurt me sports-wise in any deep, uh, sustainable way. I'll Sorry. just have to find a different way to hurt you in a deep, yeah. sustainable way. Yeah, yeah, there's other things you could find, but it ain't it ain't sports. But anyway, let's let's talk about the game and let's talk about the prop. How bets. about let's talk about August of your eighth year on this planet? Let's talk about that month, Jonathan. When I was eight years old. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about if we want to find the deep pain. I mean, okay, go ahead. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I know you're kidding. I want to cause pain. I was going to give you a chance to come up with something and no, see how close No, I didn't want to get too like weird and dirty. Good I mean, idea. I wasn't in the mood right there. Fantastic. Um, yeah, okay. So let's talk about the actual game. The old Rams and the old Patriots playing in Atlanta. Yeah. Who do you think is going to have more fans in the stadium? I. That's a good question. I think it's going to be pretty close. I guess if I had to guess, it would be the Rams, actually, because for two reasons. One is the Rams used to be in St. Louis. It hasn't been that long, and St. Louis is kind of close to Atlanta, sort of. Although those people might hate the Rams, a lot of them. Some of them, but some of them are still going to be Rams fans. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, the Rams haven't been in the Super Bowl for, in forever. Also, they're coming from L.A. where there's a lot of money, and their fans have a lot of money, so it's a little easier. Pat's fans have I mean, if they wanted to go to the Super Bowl, they've had many, many, many opportunities to. So this isn't as special to them as it would be to the Rams fans, I was my guess. So I would think it's going to be Rams. Yeah. And the but Rams, not by a lot. The Rams probably have a bigger fan base. Probably. That's probably true. I mean, look, the Super Bowl is such that there aren't that many of either team's fans there. It's all corporate clients and stuff, you know? It's like people go there to, to be at the Super Bowl, like the way people go to Super Bowl parties. Yeah. But they often don't care about the, the team so much. It's right. just a big... It's an experience. Yeah, probably 80% of the people that are coming to the Super Bowl party that we're having this weekend are not going to care. Right, exactly. And I, and I really think it's probably not too far off from that in the, in the game, too. Maybe it's you know 60%. But I think I would guess it's some really high number of people who don't really have a, a big stake in who wins. I mean, they may pick a team and cheer and all that because they're there and they want to be part of it, but they aren't you know, diehard fans or anything like that. Right. So I don't think there's a huge home field advantage for anyone or anything like that, you know. Like, if the Falcons were here, of course there would be a huge home field advantage. But besides that, no. Right. So the line has moved even more in the Patriots' favor. Yeah. It started as a pick em after championship weekend, moved to Patriots minus one and a half. Now it's Patriots minus two and a half. We're not going to bet on that today. Um, we're going to talk about props today. Mm -hmm. But you think that's just because a lot of money is coming in on the Patriots late due to just, like, general thoughts of Brady and Belichick or what? Okay, so here's what happened. So yeah, the the lines that were posted right away were anywhere from Pickham to Rams minus one and a half. Like all the major yeah. sports books did. I think Westgate actually did minus one and a half Rams. I know Pinnacle did minus one and a half Rams. Um, but within a half an hour, it had moved to um, Pats as the favorites because so much money came in on the Patriots right away. And it took apparently for the, a few books actually moved it all the way to Pats minus three for a half an hour at one point. Um, early, I think within. 48 hours of them releasing the lines 
uh, before they finally got money coming in on the Rams significantly enough that they could drop it back to two and a half, which is where they want. And just for you guys who are don't know why that's important, three is a key number. Actually, moving the line from minus one and a half Rams to minus two and a half Patriots isn't that big a line movement, even though it's four points. It actually really isn't that big a deal because the game is rarely decided by one point or two points anyway, um, and someone has to win, right? So a pick is the same as minus a half point, really. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Um, one is almost the same as pick but as soon as you get to three, three, 12% of NFL games are decided by three points. So now three is a huge number where so often you can get a push or a win with a three instead of a loss. Like two and a half means you're going to win or lose, but three gets you a push a lot. So it's a big deal from a betting point of view. Right. So when it was at Pats minus three, all of the people who got Rams minus one, the Pats at plus one and a half must have been feeling pretty good about themselves. Of course, they still are at Pats minus two and a half, but not quite as good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there aren't like as many arbitrage opportunities as it may look like where you can get, if you got in early at Rams plus one, minus one and a half, Sorry, Pats plus one and a half, maybe you got in, and then you get in on Rams, you know, plus two and a half. That's cool. That's a little bit of an arbitrage opportunity, but it's not a very good one, you know, where you're trying to middle it, where you hope that, you know, one of the teams wins by one point, basically, and so you win both your bets. Um, Like, that would be amazing. That's hard to do. It's really hard to do because of that, because it's so unlikely for a game to end with a one or two point win. Of course it happens, but it's really, really rare, comparatively to almost, almost all the other outcomes. Right. All right, so how do you you feel pretty confident in the Patriots winning right now? Um, I wouldn't say I feel pretty confident. I would say I think they are more likely than not to win the game, but I think it's I think it's reasonably close. I think the line is fair. I think three would be too much, but I think they should be a very slight favorite. So I think this is about right. My reasoning for that is only one thing really, and it's Goff. I don't trust Jared Goff. He started off like a house of fire this season, was awesome. To the point where when we were doing our MVP stuff early on, I was saying he was number three for me at one point. Yeah. Um, but he fell off hard, hard in the last six weeks or so of the season and is just shaky comparatively. He's also never been to the Super Bowl. That feels like a big deal to me. Like, I know that what happened... Uh, Michael Irvin, who has been who uh, played in three Super Bowls and won all three, won three out of four uh, years, right, um, with the Cowboys. He said his first year... He said, you know, you get all ready for it and you're all excited and you're all pumped up. But I got to tell you, when I was standing in the hall in the tunnel just before, as they call their names, I was a weak kneed brother. You know, like there's a pressure that Jared Goff has never felt before, which is coming. And I don't know if it's going to be no problem for him or not, but this is different than anything any of these guys have experienced. But the Pats have all experienced it. Right. So I think that helps them a tiny bit. Plus Goff being a little shaky, plus Brady being, you know, if you give the Brady the ball with two minutes to go, they're probably going to win, you know, if, if they need to score. Like usually yeah. they're gonna usually they're gonna do it. So I like the Pats. I think it makes. I like the line. What do you think? I think so too. I think the Patriots are more likely to win. I hate to say it. Yeah. I would. I will be rooting for the Rams. Of course. Hard. I know. You and you I don't, the whole even, country. I don't even like the Rams. It's Louisiana and New England. No one else is rooting for the Pats. Yep. Although I don't know the Saints. They they shouldn't hold that against the Rams. Of course they do. But now they, they shouldn't. It's not the Rams' fault, but they still feel like. What? How treacherous would it be for the Rams to then win the Super Bowl when, like, the Saints should be in the Super Bowl? That's that their would make spot. it feel more like the Saints should have won the Super exactly. Bowl, even though it has nothing to do with it. It's even more unfair, yeah. you know. Whatever. No, it's of course not the Rams' fault. But yeah, and and it would have nothing to do with if the Saints would have won or not if the Rams win. Correct. Unless, um, yeah, that's right. Because even if the Rams win by fifty, unless like, Brady gets injured before the game, right? Yeah, right. But there's no way to know what would happen otherwise. That's right. Yeah. 
Although chaos theory dictates that that not necessarily would occur either. <laughs> it's um, true. It's yeah. true. Anyway, so we, we, uh, we're not going to talk about the line. We both think the Patriots will win. We have very opposite rooting interests. But do you think they're just a small favorite? Yeah. Also, yeah. Like, I won't be surprised at all if the Rams win. I won't be surprised if the Rams win by 14. If it was Pickham, I would be happy to bet the Patriots. Me too. Me too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but even minus two and a half, it feels like, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, but there, there's a world where the Patriots win 48 to 17. There's a world where the Rams win 48 to 17. Absolutely. It's just like a few things go right or wrong. And everything like snowballs, especially in Super Bowls. That used to happen a lot. It hasn't happened in a long time now, but it used to be like in the 80s, all the Super Bowls were blowouts because someone would go up by two touchdowns. The other team would get desperate and take big chances and they would fail massively and be like 55 to 10. There's like year after year after year. Super that Bowls sounds were, really boring. They were always boring. Then the Pats started going to the Super Bowl and they always play super close Super Bowls for whatever reason. Always. No, I don't. I have no recollection of what the line was, but the most boring Super Bowl I ever witnessed was, I think, 2013 when the Seahawks won. Seahawks oh, versus yeah. Broncos. It was 49-7. to 7. I believe the Broncos were favored in that game by, really? two, by two points, I think. Wow. Um, but, yeah, that was... Remember the safety yeah. happened er, happened right away, and that was kind of... Somehow that was it. Like, per- the Seahawks Percy, just destroyed Percy Harvin them. was just, like, everything that the Seahawks had wanted him to be in yeah. that one game. He kind of lived up to all of the hype just because he did it in the Super Bowl, just crushed... Yeah, yeah, that and was that was really boring. That was I, back when Peyton Manning was still good. Yeah, that was his good year. And then he won his when he was shitty. Yep, it was weird, really weird. Anyway, okay, we both think the Patriots. Let's get to the prop bets. Okay, there's like infinity prop bets that you can do. It is shocking. We we you went can on, do like will Sean McVay pick his nose on camera and shit. Like you can't actually do that. I don't. Think, I mean, maybe somewhere, yeah. but yeah, you can't really do it. By the way, the price is going to be madness for that one, so yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, yeah, there's a million prop bets. Like, there was a point when Grant originally, before he had seen all the prop bets, said, so should we just go over them live on the on the podcast? Just go down? And I said, dude, there's like hundreds. Yeah, I mean, it depends <laughs> on where you look. If you just yeah. type in prop bets to Google, you'll probably find some sites that distill them into the most common ones, and there will only be 10 or 20 or something. But, you know, we know you guys are hardcore sports bettors yeah. out there. So we really we went on Pinnacle, which is one of the, uh, you know, probably the most respected online sports betting site in the world. Um, of course, you can't bet on there if you're in the U.S., but you can look at the lines and yeah. stuff. So we looked, and uh, I picked my fav- my five favorite prop bets, personally. I got five also. Good. I wonder if some of them are the same. I mean, they probably shouldn't be. There's so many, but I would guess there's at most one. I can uh, think of one. My first one, I'm thinking maybe you're going to have that The line is probably one. I think the line is one for how many are the same. I mean, I would take under for sure. Yeah, well, you I think know, the line should be a half. You know the birthday one. math, right? I do, but I'm going to take, I would take under on half even, let alone one. You want to take over on half? I'll take under on half. You want to do it? Sure. All right. What are we betting? Uh, A sandwich. A delicious sandwich. Okay. A sandwich sounds good. All right. So why don't you start with what's your first prop? Okay. Uh, My first prop is no touchdown for Rob Gronkowski. Minus 203. All right. So you're laying two to one. I am laying two to one that Rob Gronkowski will not score a touchdown. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, this guy, first of all, he struggled all year. I know he had a huge game, which is why the number is as good as it was. He had 11 targets in the last game, which is awesome for sure, right? However, he scored three touchdowns this season. Like, come on, man. Like, and even with his 11 targets in uh, the conference championship, he still had zero touchdowns. By the way, he had one target against the Chargers. You know, like... He had two targets the, the week before that. He had three targets the week before that. Like, he hasn't scored a touchdown since December 9th. Like, it's been a month and a half. 
Like, I'm going to take no and, and offer two to one. I'm happy to do it. In the last 10 games he's played, including the 11th target game, he scored two touchdowns. Like, come on. And that includes eight targets, seven targets, eight targets, 11 targets, and some smaller stuff. Why are we suddenly think he's going to score a touchdown here? I don't know why. The belief I, has got to be he's back, and right. now he's finally back. I don't, I'm not betting on that. I certainly agree with your side, although I, my first bet is a version of that that I like better. Oh, cool. I have, I have Gronk re- under 49.5 receiving yards. I think he's more likely to score a touchdown than, than to get 50 yards. Like he can't, huh. he can't run. I think they might do a goal line set where they get him the ball and he scores a touchdown. I think that's a lot more likely than him actually getting 50 yards. I actually, that's at minus 133, too, by the oh, way. Oh, that number is way better, of course. Yeah. I actually like uh, my bet, my side a little better, my, the, the prop bet I picked a little better, which makes sense since you picked yours and I picked yeah. mine. Um, because they did give him 11 targets, and it's possible they feel like Brady's going to open up a little bit more and pass the ball a little bit more to him. I think the goal line stuff, they're, they're doing so much running the ball now. They're like so into running the ball that I would expect they're going to run the ball on the goal line a huge amount of the time, which they didn't used to do. I disagree. Now, they were doing that against the Saints, but the strength of, not the Saints, excuse me. Who did they play in the AFC Championship? The Chiefs. The, the Chiefs, yeah. Okay, the Chiefs don't have a defensive strength, but certainly one of the things that they don't have strength in is their interior defensive line, which is why they are terrible at mm. run defense. They're good at pass rush, yeah. but their interior defensive line is garbage. Yeah, that's true. Aaron Donald might be the best interior defensive lineman of all time, and Dominican Sue is the other guy. These guys are legit interior defensive linemen on the Rams. The Patriots are going to probably have to throw at the goal line more than they did against the Chiefs. You could be right. Um, it's possible. I'm actually really curious, by the way, to see just how uh, Aaron Donald does because the Pats in the playoffs, Brady has not been sacked in the playoffs, and he has gone up against Joey Bosa. You know, yeah. like the Chargers are supposed to be able to put a lot of pressure on a quarterback and failed pretty pretty miserably to do so. Obviously, the Pats blew him out, so maybe it changes the, that a little bit too. But early on even, like they, they never – I think they pressured him once or something. It was crazy. Um, the Pats protection has been extraordinary. It, I, to me, that's one of the biggest keys of this game. If the, if the Rams can't get pressure on Brady, I don't know how they can win. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, but I do think that it'll be a lot harder for them to run than it was in previous games. Well, it'll be harder than against the Chiefs, for sure. Because yeah. the Chiefs are, as we know, not good defensively anyway and horrible against the run. So that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I like both bets. Yeah, me too. I like my, the price of mine better, obviously. I like the price of yours better. I think mine is more... I like mine a little bit better, though. I think Gronk is really not scoring touchdowns like... It's just not going to happen. He's not running past like four yards past the line of scrimmage, though. He's so tired. <laughs> I mean, he is. He did last game anyway against the Chiefs. He had 79 yards receiving against the Chiefs on 11 targets, six receptions for 13 yards, uh, 125 yarders his longest. I mean, they were throwing him down the field a little yeah. bit. But that said, just to back you up a little bit, in the last five games, he has one game over 25 yards receiving. It's the one we, he just had. So. He also is not like, I mean, this has been a rough year for Gronk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically we're betting against Gronk here, and I think it's yeah. reasonable to do so. Yeah, me too. So both of our bets are, are in the same vein. All right, what else we got? What's another one for you? All right, I have over 18.5 receiving yards for Corderell Patterson. At, oh, interesting. At plus 129. Um, same reasoning, actually, as the that I don't like Gronk to not score a touchdown as much as get the yardage. Because if the Pats can't run as much, they have to find ways to kind of uh, mimic that part of their offense. Mm-hmm. Corderell Patterson, obviously extreme athlete, sometimes lines up in the backfield, sometimes receives screens. I think they're going to do screens and stuff out of the backfield where Corderell is going to just like break at least one or two for 
you know, first down, 15 plus yards type thing. I right feel like on. he's going to get over 18 and a half yards pretty easily. Cool. Um, I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah, he, like you said, he's also the kind of guy, he can catch one pass like that and just do it on that yeah. play. Like Gronk, is, Gronk couldn't really do that. No. <laughs> um, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, here's another one I have. It's under three and a half receptions for Chris Hogan. Okay. Minus 142. I, I assume you're basing that simply on that Chris Hogan's not that good. And he's like the fourth target after James White, Julian Edelman, and Gronk. Um, and maybe even Patterson sometimes. Maybe Patterson. I guess, I guess, I guess Hogan's probably ahead of Patterson, but I mean, Dorsett's in there too. Yeah. There's a lot of guys he can throw the ball to. Um, in the last 10 games, Chris Hog- Chris Hogan has gone over three and a half receptions twice. So it's good. Now he had that incredible catch. That was a in great playoffs. catch. Extraordinary catch at a huge time for the Pats. They had to have it. They got it from him. I think, and he had a good game. He's the kind of guy who absolutely could have, you know, 15 targets and 12 catches because Brady just sometimes does that. He just picks a guy or he, he finds a matchup he likes. That's what he really does. And just milks it until there's nothing left, you know. Um, but most of the time, Hogan's not that guy. And I believe the Pats are going to start slow. So I think, like, they've, they, the last two games in the playoffs, they um, both opening drives, they went for a touchdown, which I think is the first time they had done that for either just to go for an opening drive for a touchdown even once in something like 12 years. They just never, ever score a drive, a touch on the opening drive. They've done it twice in a row. So it's possible they've changed their offensive philosophy or, and this is my guess, it's more likely, they were just dinking and dunking their way down the field and pulled it off twice. You know, And those were against, I think, weaker defensive teams probably than the, uh, than the Rams. I don't know. I, I expect the, the Pats to start slow because they always do in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable bet. Uh, the only re- thing that would worry me is if the Rams are kind of locking down Gronk and Edelman and then mm. Brady has to go to Hogan a lot. Yep, that absolutely is a, a concern, and you lose every time that happens. So I don't know if you know the answer to this. Do you know if Aqib Talib is going to follow Edelman? Um, I would be surprised if he's going to follow Edelman the whole time. Okay. Because um, Edelman is more of a slot threat than anything. You know, he's not like a deep threat at all. And right, but he's definitely their biggest receiving threat right now. He is. He is. But it's possible they'll be actually... Like, who are they going to put on Gronk if not Tlaib? Yeah, I guess. Like, I if, mean, they're, if they're worried about a, Gronk tearing him up, Tlaib's probably the guy. You can put a reasonable linebacker on Gronk at this point. He can't outrun him. Eh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Like, that's true. In the old days, I actually watched a video of Gronk the other day just like catching a ball and running like 50 yards and like blowing past guys. And it's like, Oh man, where have you gone? Joe DiMaggio? Like, yeah. So beautiful. Not anymore. No. So I, I'm, this isn't one of my bets, but if, if Edelman were to be shadowed by Tlaib and I didn't do research on this, so I don't know, I would love the under bets on Edelman because I would imagine Tlaib would shut him down pretty well. I think that's probably true. Uh, yeah, that, that's not a bad call at all. Actually, Tlaib is been so good for so long. Yeah. All right, here's another one I got. This is yet another anti-Patriots scoring bet because okay. that's what I'm doing. Patriots touch on the first quarter, no. minus Because you believe they're slow starters. Because they've been slow starters forever, minus 107. Uh, yeah. Like, as I said, they don't score touchdowns on their opening drive ever until the last two games in the playoffs. They just don't do it. So, okay, they've done it twice. That's cool. But I, don't, I just don't believe they're going to do it. I think, like... I just remember drive after drive, like field goal, and usually not that, usually a punt. Like it's hard for them to score in the first quarter. Okay. I have, my next bit is actually in a similar vein to that. Oh, yeah. The opposite end of it. It's Patriots to score a touchdown in the third quarter mm. at minus 170. Price isn't amazing. But 
I mean, the Patriots always defer if they can. They don't yes. want the they want the ball in the second half. Their whole thing is wanting to end the first half with the ball and start that second half with the ball and step on the throat of the other guy, right? That's one of the things. And Belichick obviously for many years has been game planning and adjusting at halftime incredibly well. I imagine there's a decent chance the Patriots get the ball to start the second half and they score on that drive. Hmm. So I I like Patriots to score touchdown in the third quarter. That price is a little brutal. It is. It is. I guess a lot of people have the same sentiment. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I hope it's I hope that one comes in. You don't believe in that one very much. I mean, I don't love it at minus one seventy. Yeah, I don't love the price either. Um, but but I like it besides that. I mean, I think I think your logic is reasonable that I would guess the Rams are gonna defer as well. So it's probably fifty fifty who gets the ball yeah. in the second in the second half. Although but, we know the Patriots will defer, we yeah. don't know for sure. So it's like sixty forty from our perspective right maybe, now. Maybe, maybe. I assume McVay is just always gonna do that though. Maybe. But what do I know? All right, here's another one I got. Jared Goff, longest pass over. 38 and a half yards. Because of Brandon Cooks? Um, actually, not. Yes, but no. Not really Brandon Cooks. It's more because of the Patriots defense. So they always give up a big play. Like, they give a lot of big plays to Kansas City, which isn't shocking. Of course, they're going to give up big plays to Kansas City. But they just always give up at least one or two big pass plays a game. Like, the wheel route, which Kansas City ran four times against the Pats and was highly successful all four times. One time, Mahomes overthrew a wide-open touchdown. The other oh, yeah, three times, was, there were bad. two touchdowns, and the other one was like a 45-yard gain. It was unreal how they destroyed them on the wheel route. And I am terrified of the wheel route. And that wheel route makes, gets so much, that, that alone, one wheel route is, is going to do it. It's going to be the 38 and a half yards. No problem. It does seem like the Patriots suck at defending that. It has happened a lot. And the Rams have got this great, you know, high-end offense with Woods and Cooks. Those guys are going to catch... A lot right. of deep and, balls. And Gurley just, could run the wheel route too. By absolutely. The way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just think there's a lot to be afraid of, and it seems like not that hard for the Rams to pull that off. So to me, minus 107, I think it was, just seems like a really easy yes. Minus right. 108. Excuse me. I I like that. Cool. I got Jared Goff one also. Okay. Just going down the line. Yeah. Interesting. This is related to something that you said earlier about not trusting Jared Goff. Not although your bet is not exactly that, but it doesn't have to be the same. Thing. Yeah. Mine is more about not trusting Jared Goff and kind of the Michael Irvin story all wrapped into one. I have Jared Goff, his first pass to be either incomplete or intercepted at plus 173. Ah, interesting. I don't think he's that, he hasn't been that good recently. Oh, I like that. The lights might be a little bit too bright. It might just be like, they might try to give him a bunny on the first one, but they might not. And even if they do, he might fuck it up. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think that's my favorite, my favorite one so far, actually. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, thank you. Plus 173 is a really tasty price for a kid who might be really nervous and might just, you know, like fling one a little bit, you know, yeah. because like, ah, and then like needs a little time to settle down. I don't know. You played sports before. I, uh, competitive sports. It was yeah. high school, right? Yeah. Um, I played competitive sports, too. I remember my first start as a 10th grader on the varsity basketball team, and it took a while to really find my feet, you know? And like, I took a lot of shots, but I didn't really feel myself. You know what I mean? And then finally I felt like calm and in the flow of the game and then everything was easy and I didn't have to think about it anymore. But up until that moment, you're thinking about what you're doing. It's explicit and you're not as good when you do that. You need to like just act. Right. And this with Goff, it just feels like, it feels like the Rams are ahead of schedule in a way that's like kind of like a train that is getting to the stop before it should. And it's not necessarily a good thing. Like, obviously, <laughs> it feels good to be in the Super Bowl, but I feel like it's too much too fast and they're not ready. So, and I, I mean, think Goff is like a, the the most obvious example of that. I mean, they really shouldn't be here, yeah. right? I mean, 
they honestly shouldn't be here, but they are. And fair enough. Again, as we said, it's not their fault. But yeah, like they're slightly less deserving. Only slightly. I mean, the game was super close anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a close game. It's not like and it and as people have pointed out, I mean, the Saints did get the ball back. It's yep. not like they lost the game right there. They they still had a chance to win in overtime too. But that's but, different. I mean, than, they would have absolutely won the game. Exactly. If the call that's was made. like being fifty fifty is really different than being ninety nine one. You yeah. know, they were ninety nine at one point. All right, my last prop bet is this: James White, four and a half receptions over. Yeah, minus two hundred one. I like that for the same reason as my Corderell Patterson bet. All the same reasons: the the interior defensive line of the Rams being their strength, and the Patriots trying to find a way to get their short yardage plays going. James White's obviously going to be a guy that they do that. I mean, James White just gets a million passes in the playoffs. Yeah. always. Anyway, Brady always looks for him. Um, if Talib is actually on Edelman, I mean, that's more reason to throw to White, right? Like, yeah. he's the one guy who's always going to be open. It seems like James White is always open. Brady locks in on him so much of the time and it works so he delivers so brady's got a lot of trust with him and edelman too by the way but a lot of trust with him from past super bowls and past playoffs i'd be really surprised if he i mean some bad things would have to happen i feel like for him not to pull this off the the price is not great you know but still it feels like kind of a no-brainer to me that one yeah i i like that bet i'm in agreement with that one right on cool all right here's my last one okay i believe that both teams, well, I don't necessarily believe, but I think the price is good enough to say that both teams will have the outright lead in the fourth quarter or overtime, which which means that at one point during the fourth quarter or overtime, the Rams will have the lead. And at one point during the fourth quarter or overtime, the Patriots will have the lead in the same game. That actually is a pretty good bet because every Patriots game ever is like that. Right. All the big Patriots. And I think these teams are pretty close. So does Vegas, you know, like the, the line is pretty close. I think it is a good chance to be a close game, and it's plus 280. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty remarkable. And you get actually. overtime also. You know, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, if you get overtime, you get a good chance for that, right? Yeah. Like, you can actually, it can be a situation where, like, whatever, the Pats are up by seven the whole fourth quarter. The Rams tied at the end, force overtime. The Rams take a three, score a field goal in overtime, and still lose the game even. So and, the, then I, and you already won. And you still win. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty incredible. That's cool. Plus like 280. Yeah, that's a that's a tasty price. So you like sir. that one? I do. I like that one a lot. All right, cool. Well, those are our favorite prop bets. What are some of yours? Let us know. We're on lighting Twitter. money on fire on Twitter. Yeah, we're uh, at Money, money Fire, fire Pod. Pod. Everyone knows that. Everybody, Steve Jobs is tweeting about that all the time. <laughs> Steve Jobs, huh? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, uh, hope you guys have a fun Super Bowl yeah. party wherever you are, whoever's house, whatever bar. You know, eat some hot wings, drink some brewskis. And uh, we'll be here to do the old postmortem next week. Yeah, someone's going to be very happy and someone's going to be less happy. Well, That's I'm, what we I'm not going to be that happy if the Rams win. I'll oh, just okay. be annoyed if the Patriots win. Okay, so actually, if the Rams win, you're going to be a little happy and I'm going to be a little sad. If the Pats win, I'm going to be very happy and you're going to be very sad. Right? I'll be very annoyed. It's different. Okay, okay, fine. But there'll be like extreme, much more extreme stuff yeah. going on if the Pats win. Right. I will be even more insufferable than I was today. You weren't that bad today. Oh, well, in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, well, for you, you weren't that bad today. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. That's obviously. what I meant. All right.